Okay, welcome to the Angel Wing LLC. Today is the 27th of February, 2023. We're joined by Dr. Elizabeth Berman, who is a licensed psychologist in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're continuing from last time our uh, exploration of uh, the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is as follows. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I have some questions for you regarding this. The serenity prayer assumes that there are things that you just cannot change, but you have to be able to identify what can't be changed versus those things that can be changed within ourselves. What is your perspective on that itself? Um, could you elaborate on that point? Yes. I think that <clears throat> through time and experience, I have, I think, people, some people have come to the understanding that whether I talk about the things I can change or I even make it more um, specific to where does my power ultimately lie? It comes down to with the awareness of what's going on within me moment by moment, I can exercise a choice to where my attention goes. And so what are the things I can change and what are the things I cannot change? I think I answer that question on more than one level. In the beginning, I think it was Viktor Frankl that said, between ask for stimulus or input, right? So, and there's a little um, line and R, response, S slash R, right? Or S dash R. <clears throat> between the input, right? Or the experience of something and our response to it lies the power of a human being because we, by nature of how we've evolved and the relationship of our body and our brain, we have the ability to reflect upon ourselves. And <clears throat> in that, the understanding that on one level, all, all I really have control over is the choice that I make of how I'm going to respond to what I'm experiencing. Now, that assumes and requires that we have an awareness of ourselves that lets us be in touch in a neutral, curious, non-judgmental way of what's going on in my physical body at this moment, what's going on in my emotional experience at this moment and what's going on in my mental experience. So in other words, our thoughts, our feelings, feelings and emotions, feelings in this case being physical feelings in the body. And, and that is something that I think requires a practice and a discipline that is not readily spoken of 
or part of the traditional educational system in our culture? Yes, yes, sure, sure. So there, do, do you know what I mean? This, this level of awareness that the things outside of me, like can I change the fact that Turkey and Syria are being struck by earthquakes? Probably most people would say no, right? Going, but then on a deeper level of okay, what does that mean? That, but that deeper level is how am I responding to the news that that's what's going on? You know, am I fearful that in case I live in California, that maybe those tectonic plates are going to start shifting? Am I um, overwhelmed with grief for the people that are suffering from that, all of those things are going on, right? And and to be, I have to be aware of that before I choose, is this helpful in terms of my life goal? Or is this a, 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 a squandering of my energy, the energy that is me, right? Mind, body, soul in this very moment. Yes. And so... So help me to be aware of what I can change and what I can't, right? And to accept what I can and work on what I can. But I think that that's a multifaceted answer. It's like somebody yeah. might say, oh, I can't stop the earthquakes, but I can stop whether they legalize marijuana, right? If I go out there and campaign and do this and that. I think that there are increasingly subtle levels of awareness that require an interest in who am I to allow a full answer. I don't know whether it's ever a complete answer, right? Because the human mind holds, I have no idea how much it holds, right? But the more and more I look at who am I in this very moment, right? That awareness allows me to refocus my attention all the time on what's most important to me in that moment. And who's to say that if enough people are doing that work, that in fact, the earth herself will be affected. Yes. That I know some of that is pretty abstract, but that's my answer to that line or those two lines of that prayer. Yes, and there is there is um, this notion of the wisdom, you know, the wisdom to know the difference between what can be changed, what can't be changed. It, it, it's really encouraging an individual to uh, recognize what can be changed. Uh, and, and to hold on to that, you know, so let's say if we were to extend this word into a more transform, trans, transformative process, you know, change versus transformation, that the wisdom to start the transformative process. Yes, and I would go, I would start with um, wisdom. What does wisdom mean? Because um, the way I'm using the term now is, it's more than information, it's more than knowledge, because we can certainly gain knowledge from information, 
But when does information turn to wisdom? And there are ways of looking at everything as energy, that the energy of wisdom is the result of a balancing of the energy of will and the energy of love in, in a way that will is the power to move into action. Love is the power to nurture, nurture without exclusion. Right? Yes. And it's when those are balanced that wisdom occurs, right? And wisdom can form action and wisdom can inform love. Okay, so I have actually created some slides for you to consider. And this is something that uh, I created a couple of months back on wisdom. And I just want to show this to you. The concept of wisdom and balance theory. And this is uh, you know presented by Angel Wing here. Uh, so let's take a look at this. Wisdom is described as mastering the basic dialectics shaping human existence, such as the dialectic between good and bad, positive and negative, positivity and negativity, dependence and independence, certainty and doubt, control and lack of control, finiteness and eternity, strength and weakness, selfishness and altruism. These are all the dialectics. So, you know, um, between positive and negative, dependence and independence, what I can control, what I can't control. So it's the ability to detect all of that phenomena. So there's knowledge, wise action, judgment, and virtue. These are four aspects. Could you uh, uh, take a look at this slide here, uh, this idea, and what, what is coming to your mind when you see, see this? So the very first thing is the dialectic between good and bad, positive and negative, right? So we have pairs, right? And what I would say is what comes to mind immediately is this journey of self-discovery in terms of realizing that I hold um, opinions, maybe that's a good word. Yes. And I think that those opinions, I, I am subtly under the uh, control of thinking that those opinions are an accurate representation of reality. So in order to explore that, stepping back into, if everything is energy, is there good energy and bad energy? Well, maybe there's a continuum of energy from yes. a more contracted to a more expansive, right? Maybe in, in terms of emotions, we could say fear-based to love-based, right? Fear yes. meaning in its, in, in its most primal sense, right? Sure. Absolute terror and divine love, love without condition, right? Yes. We, which is often attributed to the creator, right? The creator creates without um, judging what's good and what's bad. Sometimes it's said that. So that sense of why, why, why do we have these dualities to understand that perhaps it's because we live in a world that words, which become so important, Pointing towards things require duality to 
have meaning, to be imbued with meaning, right? But maybe what I'm calling bad in some instances, let's just say anger, right? That's often called a bad emotion. But what if it's the energy of anger is neutral and whether there's harm or good because righteous anger often leads to um, the correction of injustice, right? So does that mean the anger that that mobilized me to go out and do something to um, change an abuse that I've uh, experienced going on in the world? No, because some good can come out of anger because anger is a natural response to certain situations, to injustice, to the abuse of power from one person onto another life form, right? Mm -hmm. So I would offer that those, that that's all part of the inquiry of who am I, you know, because the way I think is the way I see the world is the way I'm going to interact in the world. And, and if I haven't inquired even what I think about an emotion that I would label that feels bad, or I don't want to be an angry person, or do, do you know those, those thoughts to examine, well, what does that really mean? And, and what's, what's supporting that judgment? Yes, sure, sure. Yes, yes, exactly. So that raises the question about the dialectics. You know, the the dialectics, uh, the way that we have, have talked about it here, is that wisdom is described as mastering the basic dialectics shaping human existence, that human existence have all of these polarities of all kinds. Um, and you've talked about it in terms of contraction and expansion. But so, so the question is about mastery. You know, we talk about self-mastery quite often in, in Angel Wing. The mastery of these dualities, the dualities of life are just surrounding us all the time. Uh, and particularly like in the case of an addiction, we find uh, extreme dualities. We find, you know, these peak experiences, highs and escapes of different kinds. And then there are these extremely low states of experience, people who are in withdrawal, people who are, people who are, who have, uh, you know, uh, are, are the, their emotional system has dipped down, mood has dipped down. There's a lot of polarity, like hyperinflated polarity in an addiction, for example. The, the, the mastery of a dialectic, I think it seems to me, as you were saying, the awareness of, the, of that phenomena to begin with, and then to consider the word dialectic in the sense that that it is uh, it is shaping the experience. The dialectic is part, you know, it's it's the polarity that shapes that experience. That's part of the material experience to begin with. All material experiences have dualities. Um, well, it, it, yes, yes, dualities in terms of where they are on a continuum. Yes, yes. Also, the likes and dislikes. We like certain things. We don't like certain things. I mean, it's not dichotomous, but there's a continuum there. You know, so so uh, so there's a range of experience in 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 in, in every turn of life. The, the question here for you is about uh, the flow of energy in wisdom. You know, it, it, that wisdom is a kind of vision, let's say. So what, 
what is wisdom in, in the context of energy? Well, I, I, I started out by saying oftentimes, or in some traditions, wisdom is described as occurring when there's a balance between whether we want to call it will and, and love, or, or whether we want to call it yin and yang, whether we want to, it's the dualities, right? That, that really on some level, and maybe this answers the question I was going to ask you about the hyperinflated experiences in duality, that especially in the yin and yang uh, symbol, when you get too much of one, it turns into the other. And in addition to that, within the circle, you know, the black and the white, within the white part of it, there's a black circle embedded. And within the black part of it, there's a white circle embedded. To me, indicating that the energy that's creating both of those, let's say, polarities is one energy. And it's manifesting in certain ways. And maybe when one aspect of it is hyperinflated, when you were saying, you know, in addiction, there are these high, high, highs, and then these low, low, lows. Maybe part of what's going on there is to look at the continuum. What, what particular kind of energy is being demonstrated by the continuum of the hyperinflated high and the extreme low that eventually follows it. And that perhaps wisdom is what you gain on the journey of exploring that, not necessarily um, having to, well, yeah, any, any hyperinflated right? Because I would offer that maybe wisdom instead of good, 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 super good, hyper good, bad, 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 you know, really bad, that maybe the wisdom that comes out of that is the stepping out of it into peace. Yes, that's it. That's the serenity. Yes. So so, 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 the serenity prayer, which is asked, talking about wisdom. If you, I, th I think, if we probe it further, it seems to me that it's, it's really pointing to a realization that when one is, let's say, high on a substance, you know, when you're in a, in a state of of that kind. You don't have any control over what's going on. You're just, you're completely out of control. The control mechanism is shot. Control mechanism is gone. The, the normal emotional regulatory system, the, the systems that regulate uh, our, our range of emotions and actions and, and, and the, wis the wisdom regulating system, all, all of that is, is completely damaged, really. Uh, and the human ego, the me, is hyperinflated into just pursuing this artificiality. Yes, and I would also, I, I would say that also in the low, low lows, right? Yes. Discernment is gone. Yeah, there, same thing. And 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 coming back to the age-old question, who am I? 
Yeah. When the I is the body, right? When I'm identified with the body, that's when that's what drives the sensory seeking for the high, high, high. Yes. And because the body is designed the way it's designed, just like the brain is designed the way it's designed, yeah. right? Those high, high, highs, in order for us to experience them through the body, are going to lead to the low, low, lows. Definitely. That's balancing. Yes, it, it, it has to balance itself out somewhere or the other because one per person cannot just keep going higher and higher and higher. The brain is not set up for that. The brain, the mind, uh, life circumstances don't allow for that, uh, which which is an indication that that if, that an individual has to realize that when these artificially created highs or peak experiences uh, exist in life, that that those experiences can of course, of course, they can be very dangerous and damaging and all that. I mean, that's true, but but there is there is just inhibition. There, you know, the normal healthy inhibition that needs to be there is gone. I mean, like like in the case of gambling, people making these super high bets and, and trying to you know trying to win more and more money rapidly, quickly. Like for example, they have these VIP slot machines. The minimum bet is a hundred dollars, you know, and maximum bet is like a thousand dollars. A, a, on, on any one spin, that is. Well, wh why would anybody make that kind of bet? Because of the experience of, of, of that, because of the tolerance effect, or because they or may, they need to bet at that level to even feel something, whatever the reason may be. But, but the body habituates. Habituates, so, yeah. Right? That, yeah. So it's not just the brain, right? It's the right. body, the brain, this this container, right? Yes. That, that our consciousness uses to learn to I don't not learn more to expand awareness. Yes, expand awareness. Right? It is. It is a. It, it, you know, when we consider addictions, it, addiction is a search for the right thing using the wrong mechanism and wrong method. You know, it, 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 it is a search for pure joy, expansion of energy, God, higher consciousness, undifferentiated joy, whatever word you want to say, liberation, moksha, nirvana, call it whatever you want. It, it is a search for that, but it is it is a search using a completely and I would say diametrically opposite method, mm -hmm. which is creating the illusion of that of that of discovering that original pure truth or reality or 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 consciousness. It, it it's it's not you know I mean people have experimented with LSD, they've experimented with drugs of all different kinds to try to open a doorway into something much greater mystical. Yes, yes. And I think throughout history, you know, yeah. before there was LSD, there's been psilocybin. I think yeah. mushrooms have been around as long as man, probably yeah. longer. Yeah. So yes, yes. And and yet man's ability to reflect on mankind's ability to reflect back on the self, right? Allows us to use our consciousness to learn not just to be stimulated and see that's the other very important point when you talk about wisdom and the serenity prayer and a recovering person from an addiction has an a tremendous opportunity to discover who they are but due to the fact that they have seen a range of mental function that most people may not see 
Yes. And I would offer to you that the people who don't see that range don't need to see that range. They don't need to see that. I mean, this is this is a very uh, terrible way to kind of come to it, but it is still a way. Their journey, you know, the old saying, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, right. right. That, that there is a oneness, a one principle. I think that in some ways, many traditions have said, well, we call it God because it's beyond our kin, right? Our ability to understand with the level of consciousness that we're working with right yeah. now. Um, but but we're not separate from that. So of course there's the yearning to know what that is. You know, the other other thing that I want to ask you about, the fact is life is experience. So, so uh, let's use an example of someone who does skydiving, right? So the, most of us have not done that, but some people have obviously. Now, we can, we've, I've seen videos, so have you. We've seen all those kinds of pictures and everything else. But to actually do that is a whole different matter. To actually go up there and 3,000 feet or whatever it is and to you know, dive out of the airplane, right? Dive out of the airplane. Yeah. Dive out of the airplane, right? It's a, it's a massive thrill. It's experiential. So the experience itself is, it has its own inherent quality. And if we take the value judgments out of it, but we see it as it is for what it is, you know, is it dangerous? Yes. Can a person die in that? Yes. What, what happens if your parachute doesn't open? There's a lot of risks and there's so many things in that. Nonetheless, people do it all the time. What I want to ask you is the connection between the general connection between experience and wisdom. That's the first question. And the second question is, this hyper-inflated experience, maybe it's skydiving or getting high on cocaine or, or I don't know, whatever, or playing with the you know, $100 slot machines or whatever. Some, some these out-of-the-ordinary experiences, which are intense. I mean, they are. They can be very intense. What is the relationship between experience in general and wisdom? And then what is the further relationship between these intense experiences and wisdom? So... I think I, I think of wisdom as a name for an energy that is experienced in certain states of awareness and that we can use See, I think that the body is a container in some ways. And it craves stimulation. Now, I, I mean, on one level, you need to breathe. The stimulation of air coming in is critical, right? We need food and water to sustain the body. But beyond that, you know, why do I crave chocolate? Right? Or why does somebody else crave getting into a casino or somebody else, whatever? Um, and is that, and we know that more and more of those things are required to have the same uplifting experience, perhaps even the very, very heightened hyper experience, yes. right? Yes. But that, 
there's a cause and effect there in the sense of if you're going to do this to the body, then this is going to be what happens afterwards, right? Exactly. Rebound effect. And I would offer that not only that, but behaviorally, right? If I go out and spend all of my money getting high on cocaine, maybe I don't die from taking all that cocaine, but maybe my family throws me out because I've stolen the money from them to go yes. buy them, yes. right? So there, there are all kinds of cause and effects built sure. that. And yet, the ability, the human mind's ability to be disciplined in a way to not only become aware of the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, but also whether it's to dip down or rise above, I don't know how the best way to say it, those experiences that transcend all of that 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 are the pure consciousness that is holding everything else yes yes the thoughts the feelings the emotions the awareness of the body the right so and that i do not describe as a hyper experience no it, it, yeah. it's there are no words for it. That's why, you know, we're talking about something beyond the physical world, which has things, object, form in it. The best I can get to it, it's, is, it's that pure flow of energy before it differentiates yes. into a, a certain kind of emotion or thought. Or yes. Thought. Yes, very it, good. Because that's who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Perhaps. So. So why? Yes, I think that there's a yearning to get to that, but without some education, it's it's a rough journey figuring that finding that on your own. Yeah, and and most people just get stuck in cyclical loops. That's all that happens generally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so you you know I, I i had a teacher who once said you don't raise children you raise animals you educate your children while they're in your care yes exactly so that they can hit, do you know what i mean go on and do their work to figure out who am i what do i yes. want to here well yeah i mean that's that's that transition a human being is i mean a child is born it's an animal basically it's an animal Animal body. It's an, this is an animal body. But then from there, we have to discover our humanity, or to you know, that's the cultural conditioning that has a place, and then and then familial cultural, and then from that, the the further discovery of who am I actually? You know, what what is the nature of the self, or what is the nature of God, or or higher truth? So those are uh, that's a further evolution from the human to the to to higher consciousness. Yes, and I would offer that you know. Higher consciousness, divine, maybe, right? Divine, yeah, divinity, okay. yes, exactly. So, yes. so, and perhaps wisdom is part of that, of that journey upward, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yes, yes. Okay, so I know it's beyond time here, so we'll stop here for now. There's a lot more to ask you about this. We'll pick it up next week. So, thank you very much, Dr. Berman. Thank you.